Welcome along to another Nile Boylan podcast. Now, I've been looking in the newspaper and I see a headline and it says, Arbitrary University student Lisa Kyo cleared after being investigated for saying women have vaginas. Now, you would be absolutely fooled to think that was from some sort of satirical news magazine or maybe a satirical station like the Onion News or the Waterford Whispers. But no, it is actually real. But mind you, she has been cleared, so that's okay. But she joins me on the line to talk to us this week on the podcast. Lisa, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Lisa, I mean, this is the most unreal and surreal story that I have read in so long. When I saw this first, going back about three or four months ago, I originally saw the story first, I thought, this is a joke. This There's context to this. So let's look at the context. Okay, so you're a law student, you're studying law. Firstly, what year were you in? I was in my last year. I was okay. in my fourth and final year of law. Okay, so I'm assuming that you're graduating now, are you? I am. Well, I've been invited to graduation, <laughs> but I won't be. I won't be going to graduation, but I will be graduating. Okay, we'll get around to that in a few minutes. Okay, so what was the first? You, you were obviously on a Zoom or a team meeting, studying or, or with other participants. What were you doing? Yeah, we were in a teams meeting, and um, the class was gender, sexuality, and law. So we were talking about you know the physical differences between men and women. And I had said, obviously, men are physically stronger than women. I used to be a mechanic, so I know that firsthand that men are stronger than me. I had to get a hand from like the guys at work and things yeah, like that. Generally speaking, they are. Yeah, not yeah, always, of course. Speaking, a lot of women that would beat me up. <laughs> um, so they had said to me, "Oh well, you know that's transphobic, blah blah. What's a woman to you?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" Yeah, well, what's your definition of a woman? And it was kind of one of those moments and I sort of like looked myself up and down. As you <laughs> would. Like, well, <laughs> someone born with a vagina and the ability to reproduce. And you just and thought this was an obvious reply, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the only reply I would ever give. And still to this day, it's the only reply I would ever give. And everybody just went crazy. So they started talking about, you know, men and women's sports and things like that. So I had put in um, the Fallon Fox article and I said, well, this this wasn't fair. Yeah. Um, and I got blocked. I totally muted. I, I wasn't allowed to contribute to that class anymore. Um, I mean, <laughs> where, where are you taken back? I mean, at any stage when you said it, because, you know, nowadays with the kind of cancel culture that's around nowadays, when we say things, we almost second guess ourselves or we we second think what we've just said and went, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. At that point, did you second guess yourself or did you think what I said was perfectly normal and acceptable? No, I, I'm I've never second guessed myself. I've completely stuck by my guns. And to me, still, the definition of a woman is still someone that's born with a vagina and the ability to reproduce. And I would assume 90% or 99% of the population probably agree with you. And most biology magazines, I remember page 67 of the biology uh, uh, book that I studied in school had a picture of both reproductive organs and it had male and female. So I think from a biological sense, you're absolutely right. But of course, we live in a very politically correct world. Some would say a strange world. And when, did anybody say something to you? Did they accuse you there and then of being a homo or being transphobe? I got called a transphobic quite a lot. I got told I was um, a typical white cis girl or a typical cis white girl. Um, I, I didn't know what any of this meant because, you know, I, I'm literally just a normal mum. I was going to uni, I was picking the boys up from school, I was taking them to their classes and things like that. So I wasn't aware of like mm -hmm. all of this sort of stuff that goes on. Um, I didn't associate, like, not associate, but I didn't um, go out for drinks or anything with other students. I kind of just kept myself to myself. So I didn't realise that this was a big thing. And, 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 and but by the way, just put context into this as well, just in case Henry listening thinks there's some sort of previous history. I mean, at no time in the past have you ever been involved in controversial conversations around transgenders or anything like that. This was the first time this has actually been apparent to you. Yeah, this is absolutely the first time it's ever been apparent to me. Um, just this class, obviously. Um, and then I was verbally attacked. My children were verbally attacked and things by the girls in the class. Um, so, yeah, it was totally new to me. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, 
wow, what, what, have, <laughs> I just, what have I just said? Have I, I set I off an atomic like, bomb or something? Yeah, I was sitting in this class and everyone's just, you know, called me a transphobe and been really putting really hurtful comments out about my children and things like that. Um, I, I still, to this day, I can't believe I got the reaction that I got. It's still... Well, the problem, of course, for you is that the universities and colleges, not just, by the way, in Scotland and the UK, but around the world, have certainly become the core for virtual, virtue signaling lately. But, OK, so what happened next? I mean, did you go on to another meeting with the same participants, you know, the next day and the next day? And I mean, was there anything else said then from that point? Yeah, I mean, it was a weekly class. Uh, so I went to, obviously, weekly classes. We covered a variety of subjects, surrogacy, abortion, rape. Um, I obviously got accused of being um, a rape apologist or a rape sympathizer or something. Where did that come from? Um, I'm not sure. I seen the things that they'd accused me of online, which were absolutely false. All I had said was, you know, men and women need to kind of take care of themselves. So don't put yourself in a particularly dangerous situation. Take personal in, responsibility. Like, yeah. If you can get a taxi home, take that option because a man or a woman can both get attacked in the street mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And people will like, there is nasty people out there. We don't live in an ideal world. So I hadn't said anything about rape. I'd just generalized and said, try and look after yourself, take mm-hmm. responsibility. And as a woman, of course, you would know that as well. You would be conscious of of that if you're coming home late at night, of course. you Mm -hmm. And by the way, I would always tell my sons that, not just my daughter. I would tell Mm -hmm. my sons that, don't walk down a dark alleyway. Because unfortunately, people shouldn't beat him up and they shouldn't be there to beat him up. And nobody's victim blaming. But in saying that, you just take precautions and personal responsibility. I mean, I tell my children not to speak to strangers. um, Absolutely. Because we don't live in an ideal world. Yeah. But so what was the first that you heard that you believed that this complaint had become official, so to speak, within the college? So I got an email from the university on the 16th of April and it had said, um, you've been accused of saying inappropriate comments in class discussions. So I obviously went along to this meeting on, I think, the 22nd of April. And was there was there many people, I just described the meeting, so you walk into this room and there's what, three or four people at a table? Always done on teams, okay. So she was like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, no, uh, you said I've made inappropriate comments. And she went, and have you? And I was like... I don't think so. I was like, what are the comments? And she's like, oh, we'll speak about those later. We'll, we'll tease them out. So we got past all that sort of stuff. And I, I should say to me, so is it true that you said that only women are born with vaginas? And I, I kind of <laughs> laughed a little bit because I kind of... As you would. <laughs> yes. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. And she went, can you see why that's offensive? And I was like, well, no, I can't. Can you see why that's offensive? And, you know, she was like, well, I'm not actually allowed to answer any of your questions. Um, did you say that men are physically stronger than women? And I was like, uh, yeah, I did. I said that men, like, generally are physically stronger than women. Um, I, I was never asked about, you know, the tone in which I said it. It was always the comments that I said, so it was completely mm-hmm. a free speech thing. Um, I just thought it was madness that I was getting asked, like, did you say women are born with vaginas? And obviously... <laughs> Did anybody are. use the word transphobic during that meeting? I mean, was there a suggestion that that was no, a transphobic no comment? There was no suggestion that I was transphobic. I explained what had happened. I was like, I was asked to define a woman. I defined a woman. Um, I was asked about physical dif- differences between men and women. So I, I explained them. I even put in an article because obviously as a law student, I'm told to back up, back up what I'm saying. So I did. I backed up what I'd said throughout everything I said. Mm-hmm. There was never any abuse from me. I never gave anybody any abuse. And to clarify, of course, you do accept that transgender people are equal in this world and they you do accept that there are men who want to change their gender to women or vice versa and you know once of course they're over 18 and that that's something they want to do you accept that of course absolutely i think everybody should live their best life i wouldn't discriminate against anyone for how they live i never have yeah 
So you, you felt almost like you were being judged at this point. And particularly, you said, when she kind of laughed when you agreed, well, I did say that women have vaginas because they do, essentially. And as a woman interviewing during you this, this process, that must have been quite strange that you have another woman looking at you, kind of questioning the fact as to whether you have a vagina or not. <laughs> I think the woman must have felt quite uncomfortable. She didn't seem very comfortable asking me these questions. She was quite apologetic and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm having to ask you this, but this is what's been made, like the complaints been made on. And I'm like, right. See, okay. but, then, but then there's something wrong with that process. If, if you believe in, in your heart that this woman who was asking you this was feeling uncomfortable asking you these questions, and I think anybody would, as I would if I even asked you a question like that. Well, then surely to God, the process is wrong because, you know, obviously I work in radio too and we get complaints about things that I might have said on the air and we will normally just reply to the complaint. It won't go to the broadcasting authority, generally speaking, if it's not something that's very serious. I mean, and this is not very serious. So why do you believe the process even got as far as sending you a letter and bringing you before a board? I think that the, the process is slightly flawed. I think, you know, the universities encourage people to report what they deem bad behaviour. Now, I think when my complaint went in, Lisa said that women have got vaginas. Lisa said that men are physically stronger than women on a general basis. I think that should have been read and we should have been all told to sit down and mediate. I don't think it should have been brought to disciplinary procedures. Perhaps maybe the first interview, I can understand that, but they took me to a second hearing. Mm. Um, and in that second hearing, you know, they tried to twist the narrative. And, and when you say they tried to twist the narrative in the second hearing, so after the first hearing and you explained yourself, they obviously went off, had a little bit of a group think, called you for a second meeting. And when you say they tried to change the narrative, what, what, what do you mean by that? Well, when I went into the second meeting, they kept saying, oh, it's not about what you said. Um, it's, it's about how you made other people feel. And I'm oh. like, well... Excuse me, like I, I was called into the first meeting because it said I'd made inappropriate comments. So this is completely about what I said. But the university were quite unfair in the reporting. You know, they said there wasn't enough information, there wasn't enough um, evidence to uphold the complaint against me. But I admitted to everything that I was asked. So, I mean, there's the evidence. I admitted to everything. So um, it was two simple sentences. Eventually, men are generally yeah. stronger than women and women have vaginas. I don't think there's much thought needs to into that because obviously these are very true statements and factual statements. Um, whether you want to expand into that, of course, and talk about transgender and talk about the different implications and the way people feel. But the very fact that you're answerable to how other people might feel about your comments that are factual statements seems rather bizarre in this day and age. I mean, are you taken back by that? Because you know the world we live in. So are you surprised by it? I'm totally taken back by that because my point is, you know, offence is subjective. Absolutely. So just because I said something, it doesn't mean that I meant it in an offensive way. And just because somebody takes offence to that, that does not mean that I was offensive. That's on them. So I think that kind of says more about another person than it does me. I stated biological fact. I didn't do it in a harmful way. I didn't do it in a nasty way. I was asked questions and I answered them. So, you know, I think people you know, need to look at the face of this and realise it wasn't anything major. I had just stated a, a fact because I was asked a question. Okay, and since this has happened, and obviously, thankfully, the investigation has cleared you and cleared your good name. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not good enough generally for social media because social media, as you know, gets pylons, and I'm pretty sure you've had one or two of those. So what is? Been... I'm quite new to social media. So... Oh, right, well, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, what has the general reaction been? So these people, have you any idea, by the way, who complained? Obviously, don't name them, but do you have an idea who complained? Well, this is the thing. I never named anyone, and I think one of the the university's statements had said um, a couple of people had been abused on Twitter or social media. I'd never named anyone. I know I'm not allowed to name anyone. I never have named anyone. I have now knowledge of who reported me. Are you um, surprised by that particular person? 
I'm, it was more than one person. One of okay. them I am surprised about, yeah. I, I considered this person to be a bit of a friend. Um, so I, I'm quite surprised by that. And disappointed, I suppose, more so than anything else. And saddened by Heart, the fact that they would do that. Than Rather than maybe come to you, you know, yourself and say, listen, I thought what you said was a bit inappropriate and you could debate it and discuss it like grown-ups. Well, you know, if they'd had, if, if they'd taken offence to me, I would happily, you know, have, have, have them approach me, send me an email and say, Lisa, you said this and I find this quite hurtful and this is why. Rather than, you know, reporting me and literally try to take my law career away from me before it had even started, I find that worse. Okay, so let's go back to your law career. So you obviously had to do your end of year exams um, and obviously you did okay and you're graduating. Um, so you're saying you're not going to go to the graduation. What's going to happen there now? Um, I'm just going to do something with my sons. I'm going to celebrate yeah. at home. I think one of my friends, she's not going to graduation either for her own reasons. So we decided we could meet up with the children and just make a day of it. Okay. And, and the reason you're not going is what? You feel uncomfortable, I suppose, around the people responsible or the people that were involved. Not all of them were involved in the complaint, obviously, but they were all there. So you, And obviously there's other students in the school because... Obviously now you've become reasonably famous because your picture's been all over the Herald and everywhere else in Scotland and all over online as well. So everybody knows who you are and they know who the compla- who the person complaining about is. Um, no, I think the reason I'm not going to graduation mainly is to protect myself because I think if I go to graduation, these girls, obviously, they're not going to be happy that I got let off. Um, I say let off, I didn't do anything wrong. No, they're not going to be no. happy about the way the investigation went. And I'm more worried that I'm opening myself up to false allegations and think lies being made up against me to further try and like implicate me in something else. So that and I just don't want to go to graduation with these people because... No, why would you? They're not my friends. No, clearly not. I mean, why would you want to go graduate to people like that? I mean, look, from a point of view of your career going forward, you may end up in the future representing somebody like you uh, mm-hmm. who's in this situation, who's made had an accusation made, a, a spurious accusation made against them in the future. I mean, the world that we're in and the world we live in now has changed quite a lot. And yours is not the first story like this. There's been many stories all across America. There's been university professors have been fired for misgendering people. There's all sorts of things. Do you think it's gone too far? Or do you accept that there are people out there that, you know, we need to change the way we say things? Like only recently, for example, they're suggesting we take the word woman and man out of college. We take the word boy and girl out of school and that we use kind of these neutral terms. How do you feel about that? I disagree with that. You know, I've got children at school and I don't want them to grow up being confused. I want them to grow up and know that, you know, the world's made of boys and girls. And obviously in time as they get older, because they're still quite young, but as they get older, they can hear about obviously all the different things that happen in the world. But I think, especially with schools, we need to keep children innocent. So I think we should stick to the boy and girl prefixes. Okay, um, so you want them to be proud of their gender as well. Yeah, and, and embrace their gender, of course. They are. Yeah, and embrace that that fact as well. I mean, the, the, the scientific fact that men are men and women are women, and, and of course people who want to have gender reassignment can of course have gender reassignment in the future if they want to do that. But that scientific fact that when we're born, do you think that's all coming into question now in some way? And is that, does that shock you that we're actually questioning factual science? Yeah, it shocks me. It really does. Um, I didn't think I would ever see the day where, you know, people were denying that women are women because they've got vaginas and men are men because they've got penises. For me, that's that's what defines if you're a man or a woman. Of mm. course, you get transgender people and, you know, they, they go off and they do what they do. And I'm happy for them to do that. But... I've had transgender people send me messages on Twitter and they're saying, you know, you're completely right. Women are born with vaginas. Men are born with penises. I'm a male to female and I completely understand what you're saying. I am not offended by that. 
Well, only recently, actually, I did watch on the news there was a transgender talking about um, transgender, obviously, men uh, or women, should I say, entering female sports in the United States. And for the Olympics this year, we have a weightlifter, of course, who yeah. was formerly a man is now a woman is transgender. And a lot of people have an objection to this. But if you have an objection, you're seen as transphobic. Um, th- do you believe this is a women's rights issue or is it a trans rights issue? I think it's a women's rights issue because I think women are getting pushed out of sports now. I think my perception of it, of course, I'm not a biologist, but my perception of it is if you've had somebody that's went through puberty as a man, they're going to have obviously denser bones, they're going to have bigger lungs, different muscle structures. They've had that rush of testosterone, so they're naturally going to be stronger than your average woman. Mm. And I think it's really quite unfair putting a man, the person that was born a man, sorry, not a man now, but a person that was born a man competing against women. I think that's unnaturally unfair because they're going to have a natural advantage to women strength wise and it's I just don't well, think it's fair. I would imagine if that was the case, we should have never had women's sports and men's sports in the first place if we were all no. made to compete together. And I don't think that would work out too well, particularly for women. Uh, women, I suppose, over the last 100 years have been fighting for rights. Uh, do you believe, that, you know, your scenario, your situation, and not only that, but when we talk about, you know, transgenders and women's sports, do you believe that sets women's rights back many years? I would say it does, yeah. I think, you know, women have fought hard to get where they are now. And like I say, women have now got their own segregated sports areas. And I think bringing sort of people that were born men into that, that's unfair. And it does, it's, it's pushing time back. It's kind of taking women's rights away from them. Mm-hmm. And in relation to the biology, finally, just in relation to the biology, um, will you in the future, I mean, rethink what you say? Or does it make you cautious now, knowing what you've been through? And you've been through hell over the last couple of months. I mean, because it must have been a very difficult time for you. And I'm sure it's upset you and depressed you quite a lot over the last couple of months. But does it make you rethink the way going forward what you'll actually say? No, do you know what? I've I've been lucky. I had... um... The Free Speech Union, they've been there to support me and I've had four women in Scotland there supporting me um, and they've been really, really good. And I think looking back, I still would say what I said. I I will not change what I said. I'm not mm-hmm. going to dispute biological facts. I'm happy for people to transition. I'm happy for people to live however they want, but I'm sorry, I'm just not going to lie, essentially. And Is free know, speech in danger, do you think? Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm. And, and does that worry you as a law student, obviously, does that worry you because more so as a law student going forward? Yeah, it does. It worries me because, you know, without free speech, how do we educate other people? How do people learn? We need free speech to, to grow. OK. And do you find, um, I don't know what it's like, in I can only tell you what it's like in Ireland, but in the UK, generally speaking, when you watch the news or when you watch TV or whatever it happens to be in the media, do you find that it's balanced? Do you find it's free speech? Do you find that people like you who have a view, and, and your view, by the way, is not transphobic, it's, it's a factual statement. Do you find those people are now being silenced, even in media? I think there's a lot more people coming forward now, but I do think for everyone coming forward, there's probably a lot of people behind them being silenced. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, you've been through a lot. Congratulations on your graduation. Even it's going to be a quiet one with your with your, your family. And I really appreciate you talking to us today. I'm sorry you, you went through what you went through. Uh, it's a very difficult time for you. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'll see you later.